T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. All right, yes, we are live as, uh, as uh, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old uh, Wade Smith is in the building for Clint Sterner. He is out show, and Jake has been running uh, the show in for Tyler as well. We're here live at NRG as we're getting ready for the Tax Act Texas Bowl uh, between Texas Tech and uh, – Oh, excuse me, and Ole Miss as we Wreck see fans. Hotty tidy, bro. That's right, man. We see We're fans. Going at it. Yeah, we we see some. Uh, do they still throw out the tortillas at uh, at, at, at in Lubbock? Yeah, they do. As somebody traditions uh, don't head. break, baby. Yeah, they don't break. They still do. Hey, that. that's an odd. They one. don't. They don't break. That's a, that's an interesting one. But they uh, walking through the Grove at, at Ole Miss. <laughs> I think they still and are. they throwing taco tortillas yeah. in in a. Uh, yeah. And I love it. That's going to always be. Yeah, as uh, Kansas just gave up a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, oh, Lord. Was it a run? It was a throw. Okay, uh, just, see? Uh, just missed coverage wide open. About to be 10-7 to 7 as uh, Clint is, uh, is probably giving me hell right now. But here, this will be a good one. Um, the only – the only it needs to be a good game. The only disappointing thing for me is Tyree Wilson, um, one of the best players in the country, going to be a top-10 pick for Texas Tech. We talked to his coach a couple weeks ago. And uh, he is not going to play in this game. Had an injury late uh, in the season, but going to get get himself healed up and ready for the draft. And he is somebody. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to do a quick little uh, little uh, YouTube search, go back and look at him. He may be right in the range of a uh, of a player that the Texans may look at with that second pick they get from the Browns. I saw him. The, the Texans right now at 11. Uh, I saw him at. At ten mm-hmm. in a uh, in a mock draft, and this is a guy 6'6", 275, 280. and I'm gonna tell you what right now, the Texans to me over the next two years only have I think one player that you can feel extremely confident about that's gonna be in your front seven, like a hundred percent confident. And that's Christian Harris. I'd like to say I'd like to say Jonathan Grenard, but. This is going to be year four next year, and he is a third-round pick, which means – In how many years, you say? The next two years. I mean, uh, Malik, if, if they don't re-sign Malik Collins, sign him to an extension, that's a guy that – that's a huge mistake. But you don't – but you're not 100% sure of that, right? They would have to re-sign him. Like, they would have to, and, and they may, but I, I'm just saying – Cut the check. You're cut saying – Cut the check. I'm just saying – thousand percent. I'm just saying at this point right now, over the next two years, Christian Harris is the only one – that I have a hundred percent confidence. Is yeah, going he's to contractually be in the front seven. obligated yes, to be he's here. He's the only one. So I'm just saying, rookie, yeah, but. the front seven has, has been a struggle, and that may be a guy that you look at. So he is one 
in this he won't be able to play in this game, but but one of the best defensive linemen in uh in in uh in te- in, uh, in the Big Twelve and in across the country. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, but also a big story here. This is uh this has come out in the last hour or so. You ready for this one? Texans offensive tackle, who I think will be an all pro this year, Laramie Tunzel, says he wants a new deal and wants to reset the tackle market. And if you missed him, you're crazy. You ought to go back on the uh, on the podcast page on, on on Odyssey. He was on within the loop and talked about that too. And and wants to come back with the Texans uh, and would be open for that. But he wants to reset the market. If you are Nick Casario or whoever may be running the Texans, he and, and listen, he has played his tail off this year. Is that somebody you are willing to reset the market with right now? So based on where the Texans are as a franchise and and the fact that they don't have their, their quarterback yet and all of those type of things, resetting the market with a left tackle, I don't I don't think that's necessarily the most prudent thing to do. I think I think Lermie Tunsil is definitely gonna get it. I, I oh, love yeah. the fact that he's he's out there saying, "Hey, when he when he signed this deal a few years ago, I thought it was a perfect setup because he got paid a significant amount of money. It was a short term deal, three three year deal, um, with a lot of guaranteed money, and he had leverage in the situation to where he was going to be able to come back and re up again. Um, I think where the situation is right now with the Texans, you hate to let go of a of a caliber player like that, but I don't know if this is the time to be paying." a left tackle that much money. He's going to get it. I just don't, don't, I don't necessarily think, think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think the, I don't think Nick Casario is the type of guy that's going to do that, especially when you got a guy like um, Titus Howard. Because you've got to make a decision on him too. Yeah, right. Titus Howard's going to get paid too. Um, and I think what he would garner on the market is going to be less than what Larry Tunsil is going to garner on the market. And so you, 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 you might not be able to keep both of them. If, if Lermy wants to, if he wants to reset the tackle market, I don't see how that happens here. Um, he, there's gonna be there's gonna be He's money available to be, do it, but it's kind of like yeah. do do you want to do that with where you are in the timeline of your franchise? You know the Texans right now. You're not expecting them to be a playoff team next season. If they do it, that would be great. But you're not expecting that. So for you to make a deal like that, unless unless it's a deal that's similar to the one he just did. He yeah. just signed another three-year deal because for the next three years, Titus, I mean, Lemmy Tunsil is going to be the same caliber player he is today. So if, if Tunsil is willing to take another short-term deal that has a lot of guaranteed that money, resets that, market that resets that the market If it resets the market just because it's that much guaranteed money in a short period of time, I'm all for it because that means when things do start to drop off, you have flexibility as an organization to move on and go in a different direction. He's, I, I feel like that's the way the deal should be structured for the majority of players throughout the league is lots of guaranteed money, very short term, so that teams can be flexible. Hey, you 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 falling off? Boom, we're going to move on from you. Or, oh, you outplayed your contract? Okay, now it's time for you to re-up. I think it will take away a lot of holdouts and issues with disgruntled players if you had guaranteed deals but for very short time periods. I think that should be the way to go. And if, if the Texans, if, if Casario said, okay, we're, we're going to reset the mark with you, but it's going to be a three-year deal, and Tunsil was good with that, I'd be good with that. He's 28 years old. He'll be 29 when the season starts. Um, I just I just don't think where the Texans are, it makes sense. 
more what you're saying. It makes sense to make that investment. I do think left tackle, I think right and left tackle now, as, as, as we see a lot of the best pass rushers line up uh, on that side as well. I think it's very important, but I think where the Texans are right now, it is hard to, I think, put, especially with him talking about resetting the market, putting that much into that position in which when he is done, I don't even know if if you are you resetting know what? the me, market. Me, is a, It's a relative term, though, because you can reset the market for a short period of time and it doesn't. It doesn't take away from an organization and their ability to function. It's not like a Russell Wilson reset the market or, or deal like that, where yeah. it's, it's going to hamstring you for five, six years and if I, they fall off. I got to, I got to be honest. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm also allowing the Texans and their and their dysfunction <laughs> to cloud my thoughts of what can happen in the NFL. Because in my mind, I'm thinking. Boy, it's going to take the Texans a minute for they get back to where it matters to have. It doesn't but in have the to. NFL, but the NFL everywhere else, else it doesn't. The Jets are in a playoff hunt right now after year one. <laughs> look but at it Cincinnati. It's so hard for me to see the Texans doing look at, that. Look at the Bengals right now. I know now. it, but it's hard for me. I just, it is hard for me to see that I'm occurring so quick. So I, and I don't even think it's necessarily fair to say, yeah, man, when the, you know they're signing to this, but they won't be ready to compete yet. I mean, I, I sat there in Kansas City and watched the Chiefs, you know, go 2-14, two and two and 14, get the number one pick after drafting offensive linemen, and the very next year win 11 games and be in the playoffs the next year. So it can happen really quickly. It is just hard for me to have sat here for the last going on three years and watched this Texans team because they're, they're going to start their rebuild for the third time next year, I believe. And, like, that is, it is hard to – to think that, to see that. So uh, uh, we'll see here as uh, as Laramie Tunzel wants a new contract, uh, and um, we'll see we'll see if he gets it. Uh, he'll get it. We'll see who he yeah, gets it from. Yeah, he's going to get it because he's, he's played himself in a position to where he is going to get paid by someone. I feel like if the Texans give him a short-term, big-money contract, I think that will be the best of both worlds for everybody involved because if he continues to play at a high level, you got to think about it. If you bring in a rookie quarterback, you do want to have that left tackle spot sold up. You yeah. want to have a guy that's consistent there so you can allow that, that first-round guy, whoever it is. Bryce, it should be Bryce Young. I don't even want to talk about any of the other guys. If Bryce Young is your Glad starting quarterback, um, you want to have a left tackle there that's going to protect him. And Tunsil gives you that. that. That allows him to grow those first few years in his career. The problem is, is if you give him a six-year contract and then certain things don't work out the right way, now you're – you're you're tied down to him and you kind of wasted his best years yeah. and that's where you that's why I, the long-term contract i'm not a fan of that but a short-term deal that that resets the market was a lot of guaranteed money i'm a big fan of that i think that that's the best for both worlds and maybe nick casario will agree we'll find out you you heard it on the interview Lerman Tunsil said, I hope he's ready. Yeah. I was listening to that. I hope he's ready. Get that he, money ready. And, and he's going to negotiate his own deal. He's going to have help from a lawyer. And, like he did last and, time. Like last time. But he's ready to talk turkey, and he, he's earned it. So we'll, we'll see what ends up shaking out. All right. We'll see what, uh, what the Texans and Laramie Tunsil do. Uh, that's going to be a big talking point in the offseason. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, as oh, this is getting picked up. I these, see a, this, these are Tunsil's people out these here. These are Tunsil's people, people right here. This is uh, should they pay, is, should they pay Tunsil his money here in Houston? Uh, yeah, they said. Yeah. No, my man shook you off. Thumb, I got one person shook their head. <laughs> I got two got two shake heads, two thumbs up. So yeah, it's split down the middle. Yeah, the, interesting here. Quarterback news going on. Um, this one 
in a weird way does affect the Texans. The Washington Commanders are bringing back Carson Wentz as their starter. Why? Oh, t- <laughs> Why? and they're in the and they're in the playoff hunt. Like right now, they're in Why? it. They got to keep winning. Taylor Heineke make got it make put sense to the for bench. Me. I, I don't know. They Heineke hasn't played well the last couple games. And they think I guess they think he gives them the best chance to win. Maybe gives so them a spark. So they're and and I guess he gave him a little spark when he came in. I don't I don't know. I don't. Ron doesn't know. Ron's out here just pulling names out of hats. And, and taking shots. I, I just think. think they're in a bad spot right they now. They are, but they're but they're in the playoff hunt. They're in the right? hunt. But like you you talked about, boy, they're getting interesting quarterback play. We talked about that. That's a team that somehow, by the grace of God, has gotten themselves into it. But in a weird way, it does affect the Chiefs because or the Chiefs, the whoa, Texans whoa. because they play the Browns. They play the Browns, and the Browns have six wins right now. Let's and go, that Carson pick, Wentz. If that pick is Let's at go eleven Carson. right Let's now. Go. And you, and if you can get that second one in the top ten, like you would hope now that the Browns are eliminated, that that they say to themselves, "Hey, the hell with it." One, two, three. Where's Cancun. the game at? Is it in Washington or is it in? Cleveland? It's in Washington. It's in they, Washington. They go one, two, three, Cancun, and just say the hell with it, man. And then that pick ends up being around seven or eight. Nah, man. Now you're in. You're in potential business if you're the Texans. So. As you said, though, I don't know how much it's going to affect. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is more capable of making big plays, but he sure as hell will give that thing away. I mean, and it, it, even in, in the game he played the other day, he was getting sacked and tackled, and he's throwing underhand shots that he got completed. Man, that, that this is, is not the right time for them to insert him back in the lineup. This is the holiday season. It's yeah, the season giving of giving, mood. and he's, he's always in a giving mood. I don't know if this is going to work out well for the commander. Yeah, I, I, it is. Uh, it is a. It's an interesting move. We'll see moving forward. And the other, the other news that jumped out. We talked about this a bit earlier. The Raiders are benching Derek Carr, uh, and they are turning to Jarrett Stenham. Uh, to me, um, and, and we saw signs because yesterday Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Raiders, said, "For us to win, we have to throw the ball better." For us to win, we have to throw the ball better. Carr had three picks in a 13-10 loss. Uh, it was cold as hell in Pittsburgh, but it the was. 13-10 it loss in Pittsburgh. And and he's been benched. And to me, Wade, it feels like this is the end for Derek Carr. That was, that, that's the sign to me for the Raiders. This is it. And they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. I mean, I, I think when you're Josh McDaniel, you have made your statement here. He's done to me. Yeah, I was, I was, I was interested to see how that was going to work out with Derek Carr playing under Josh McDaniels and that that offensive passing scheme. Um, as we see, it has not worked out well. And that same thing has happened. Similar thing has happened to a lot of quarterbacks throughout the league um, playing in that system. They're putting in Stidham because Stidham knows the offense. He understands it. He's going to do the things that they need them to do to just keep them in ball games. And so, you know, Derek Carr no longer being with the Raiders, I think that's a, a very, very, very real possibility. My question oh, to yeah. you is, and we ain't got a lot of time to talk about it, is that a guy Is that a guy that, that maybe Nick Casario is interested in bringing to Houston next year? A guy like Derek Carr coming to hell, Houston. Hell yeah. Is that somebody that you think he might hell, be on his radar? Hell yes. That is something that you damn sure look at. Him, Jimmy G, those two guys, I can, de- I can completely see on his list. Jimmy That's- G scares me, bro. Like, Jimmy G, uh, and I, 
I would if I had to pick out of the two, I would much rather have Derek Carr over Jimmy G. But he knows him better. Give me Bryce Young. Give me the young guy. Oh, well, that's where Give I'm me, going. But it, it's going to be one or the other. If he goes with a veteran guy, he's not going with Bryce Young. He's not going with Will Levis or any of these other guys that have had a lot of success at the college level. He's he's going the other way. So I, I would much rather use that number one overall pick or number two, whatever it ends up being, depending on how the season ends up. Because good thing about Chicago is Chicago has their quarterback. Justin Fields is the guy. So you're not worried about them taking yeah, somebody but, number but one. Bryce but Bryce Young is a – Bryce Young is a special player that I think teams would go up to get. We got a lot of teams that don't have their quarterback situation solved. So just because if the Bears get number number, the Bears will trade will gladly trade down to get more picks because well, I think the Colts are in, in looking for a quarterback. The Raiders are now looking for a quarterback. Seattle is up there; they're looking for a quarterback. Carolina's looking for a quarterback. The Giants could be a team looking for a quarterback. And I think teams will, will sell out to get that. You make a good point, but I would say this. The Texans have the most ammo to make any deal to make sure to get the guy that they want to get out of everybody oh, of you're talking about. So Do they got a guy that's going to pull the trigger and, 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 and hey, unload man. that ammo? Hey, we don't know. We don't know. We know we, we know what we've seen. We, know, we know that know. Nick Casario is a guy that we're willing to do. Now, is he willing to go up and get a guy like Bryce Young? One spot. Time yeah. will tell. Yeah. All take. right, coming up, I need uh, I need my man Wade Smith to talk me off the ledge on a on a certain Texans player. I need him to talk me off the ledge on a certain Texans player, uh, and nobody better to do that because he knows the position all too well. That's coming up next. Sports Radio six ten presents the drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, man, business is uh, is starting to pick up out here as uh, as we're getting you ready for. Uh, we're getting ready for the Tax Act Texas Bowl. As uh, see it right here, we got a Texas Tech fan and an Ole Miss fan. Some here t- sitting here trying to enjoy life. Is that is this a house divided type of situation? Yeah. Well, I don't care what happens. Happy wife, I, happy life. So you better whatever. be saying hotty tighty right I now. Think, I think <laughs> somebody. And now he's knocking over beer. Damn it! Now God, he's knocking over beer. Somebody, on, somebody bring him Get another man. beer, man. Get your man. I see Coach Olin over there. I see you, man. I see you right there. Men are 707 right there, man. I see you. Man, I know all I know in this in this space, somebody better be getting lucky tonight. Uh, that, that's all I know, big fella. I know that, man. You in a win-win situation, man. Get ready. Because if Texas Tech wins, daddy is coming home, baby. Go ahead now. I see you. There you go. I see you. That button going to come undone, ain't you? going to be three buttons down, ain't you? I see you got that gold chain. Wreck that man ain't playing right now. I see you. All right. Listen, I, I, this is what I, I, need, I need some help with. And I understand. I'm going to say this right now. And I'm, and, and I'm speaking as a voice for some of the voiceless out there. Some of you may not want to admit and say this out loud. I understand my concerns should not, logically should not reach this stage. Because, all right, you got a player who's only been here in year one for where are we at? Six, 17 games or, or 15 games, 15 16 games. weeks. Yeah. And you should give a guy a chance. And I am willing to give a guy a chance. I don't think it's done. But, Wade, man, I got to be honest with you, dog. I, 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 man, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit concerned about, about Kenyon Green. Now, look, my, my thoughts with, 
with with my man uh, Derek Stingley is a little different. I wonder what kind of system he's going to be in, if he could be put into a system to play well, right? You know, I'm not sure he's going to ever be as good as Sauce Gardner, who is real good, but I, but I still believe Derek Stingley can go. Wait. Kenyon Green, I'm watching him, and I'm, I, I'm like, hey, man, it's, it's supposed to be better than this. And I know there's some injury things going on here, and we'll see if he plays against Jacksonville. But I, I, I've watched him, man, and, and, and he looks like he is out there struggling. He looks like he is in straight survival mode, which I understand. Rookies, the game is not easy for rookies. I get that. I understand that. But, man, I am I, – I, I, it looks like it should be better and it should be – he should be further along than he is. And I understand he's played against some really good defensive tackles. But, man, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that jumped to me. One, the Washington game, there was a little stretch of games there. I was just like, oh, my God. Like this is this NFC thing, East. He, this, he played against this, the NFC oh, East. I mean, give me Lawrence. Lawrence. Uh, th- th- uh, this was a, Fletcher out there in Philly. The this, whole D-line in Philly. but This was a struggle. This was a struggle. But then one other thing. Hey, Kenyon Green's hurt. What are we gonna do? Uh, all right, man. Hey, let's just shift. Let's just shift Titus Howard over from right tackle to go over to left guard. Who are they playing? Oh, maybe the second best defensive tackle in the game, and Chris Jones. What did they do? What happened? And we saw Titus last year, and it it wasn't great either over there. What did Titus Howard do when he went over there to play uh, the, the same position, left guard? Chris Jones did not enter the stat sheet now get a sack and Chris Jones is going to be an all pro this year he has 12 plus sacks from uh, from the interior d-line he is having a great season he'll be a top five in the in the defensive player of the year award Titus Howard along with everybody else helped shut him down and it was not like Chris Jones wasn't going up against him no they were putting him over there and Titus Howard not only held his own, but Titus Howard put together a Pro Bowl-level performance against one of the best players in the game. Now I'm like, okay, my man just came over from right tackle out of nowhere and went over and did that. I'm not saying he's supposed to play at a Pro Bowl level, but that was a clear difference. Now, you, now I, I own a ledge, and I'm willing to be talked up. You played 12 years on the offensive line. Wait, I'm just a little concerned when I watch Kenyon Green that he's out here getting dominated way too much right now because at, at pick 15, that's got to work. I mean, he's got to be a starter for years and years, and I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little concerned when I watch what I'm seeing from him. I, I think your concerns are valid, but I, I would say this. Kenyon Green is a rookie in the NFL. You're going to have your, your growing pains. You're going to go through your moments where you look like you might be swimming. Blue pill, red pill. This is something we joke about as offensive linemen. Hey, sometimes you get caught in the matrix, and, and it's hard to get up out of there. He had about a three-week straight stretch there he was in when he was going boy. against a bunch of real guys that dominate veteran offensive linemen in the league. He went a, a stretch against those guys. And he looked like he wasn't ready. Now, mind you, earlier on in this season, Kenyon Green was playing well. He's playing at a high level. And so the narrative and the way things, people were feeling about him and talking about him were different than what we're feeling about him now. A combination of those few games in the middle of the season, him being ha- having these ankle injuries and concussion issues throughout the season, missing a lot of training camp, 
I don't think we've seen Kenyon Green at his best yet. We haven't seen the finished product. And, and with most rookies, especially the offensive linemen, you're not going to see the finished product year one. It's rare that you get the Quentin Nelsons of the world to just pop off and just come in and start and dominate in the league. That's rare. It's more likely that a guy is going to come in here and he's going to struggle. And that's what I, I think that's what we've seen out of Kenyon Green. Now, you're valid to have your concerns, but I think you have to give guys time to figure this game out. You have to give them time to sink or swim, time to fail or succeed in this game. If you're out on them too soon, you're going to look up four or five years from now and say, how the hell is he starting for this team and playing so well? And we had him here, and he was, he was trash. He was garbage. He was nothing. No, you just got to give a guy time to, to work things out. And I think right now that's what you're seeing with Kenny Green. Get him healthy. Get him playing the game in a more aggressive manner. For what you, he's shown evidence in his career at A&M, playing in the SEC, playing at a high level, playing in multiple positions, that he warranted getting picked in the first round of the draft. Maybe not as high as he got picked, but he was a first-round pick. He had that grade, like an end-of-the-first-round pick. But Kenyon Green has shown evidence that he can play this game at a high level, play it with a physical nature that you want at the point of attack. But he's also figured out that there's grown men across me. They have yeah. mortgages and, and two baby mamas and a lot of stuff going on some in life. That Some of them do, some of them don't. Some, some of them have, have foundations. They have, they have, you know, some of them can't, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But these are grown men you're dealing with. This is not the SEC anymore. And, I'm not, and, and SEC I, is a, the closest thing you can get to the league before you get to the league. But, hey, I'm not it's out. a different brand of ball. I want to make it clear. I'm not out on Kenyon Green. Please don't be out. I, I'm not out. I'm just, I'm just looking at this. And Valid I'm just concern. Like, well, I'm, I, I'm like, whew. Valid concern. Like, I, like it, it was for me, and I hate to make this comparison, but I remember watching Ross Blacklock, and I'm like, boy, this is – man, he's getting out physical. But – I kept saying, boy, he's got the skill set, the talent. He's got, he's got the pay, the speed or, or whatever you're looking for. But man, it should, it, it, it should see some success next year. I guess let me say this. I, will, I and this is why I take your your thought from it. Is what we're seeing as negative things? Is it fixable to you? Is it, is it is it fixable? It, this isn't a, a man. This dude just ain't got the talent or isn't good enough to play. What you're seeing, it, it is fixable. Yeah, I've seen, I'm seeing him being inconsistent. I've seen him yeah. on certain plays come out and move grown men where they don't want to go. That's what you need at offensive lineman, a guy that get at the point of attack, can get his second step in the ground, roll over, and drive somebody off the ball at the point of contact. He can do that. I've seen him do that at the NFL level. He did that at a bunch at the college level. I've seen him do it at the NFL level. So, so you know what's in there. But you also know that he's shown a consistency where in pass protection, he's, his footwork is not where it, ne- where it needs to be. He's not a consistent there. He's not consistent with his hands. He's, he's trying to grab guys and manhandle them when these guys are bigger, stronger than him and faster and quicker than him. You can't do that. It's, you can't get away with certain things that you could get away with, you know, week one, week two, when you're playing against Murray State. You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. So he's learning these things. And then, like I said, he, he got caught in that matrix there where he was going against some goons week after week after week, and he doesn't have the guys around him in certain respects that will take the heat off and could, can widen his margin for error. Because you can be on certain teams where you can give up a sack, but then on second and 16, it gets converted, and people forget that you gave up that sack. A lot of offensive linemen that play for the Kansas City Chiefs say to themselves, people think more highly of them than they actually are. Because you have 
you have Pat Mahomes, a quarterback, that you know at any time there is no – you know, let's say that you can't drop a play for 30 and 18. They can. He will convert that. Yeah. You see what happened the other day? Uh, what was it, third and 30 I was watching? Yeah. That, where that, Dak Patrick just, just chunk it up career. there and threw it? Yeah. There's – off, I think, how did they get to third and 30? I'm pretty sure. I think somebody gave up a sack, a holding. But then you forget about that because you had guys around you that can make plays. And so you forget about that. With the Texans situation, you don't have that. So everything is magnified. Where he got drafted is magnified. The fact that the offense is not productive is magnified. You're not getting good play out of the quarterback position. So, well, quarterback can't play well because he's not getting blocked for it. Well, all things work together. And so I think he's taking a lot of heat. How he comes back from t- dealing from that heat, that's going to show what type of metal he has as an NFL player. you got to go through adversity um, in order to have any kind of sustained career. And I think he has it in him to do it, but he's got to go out there and do it, and you're valid to have your concerns. We're out here at the Bud Light Plaza and um, getting ready for this Texas Bowl, and I, I'm seeing the beer flowing around here, and I need, I'm going to need several of them as – Kansas is in the is in What's the, the score now, getting man? their asses kicked, and um, and I'm I'm gonna owe a hundred. They're in a third and fifteen right now, down 24, uh, 24 to seven. Oh, and, uh, and it's it's over. Oh, Clint loves seven. his tequila. Yeah, hey man, yeah, I know it. It's a uh, hundred. You sure they're gonna beat Memphis this year? Bottles. You sure they could beat them? Yeah, I, mean, sure? I, I, I am. Well, Memphis not, won. We well, won not, our bowl game. Well, not turning it over. We won our like bowl they game. Are. Seven and six. All right, uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need some drinks coming up. <laughs> I want to I want to get your thoughts. This, this is interesting. JJ watched the big story. JJ watched the big story. Still in this city, the number one reason, the number one reason you believe that JJ Watt is not finishing his career as a Houston Texan. We'll discuss that coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio six ten presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. <laughs> All right, as we get ready, uh, as the bowl, the bowl games are in full, full run now, and uh, we got a great one here tonight. As uh, people are walking by already, who you picking? Who you picking? <laughs> That's right, baby. There you, there you go. As uh, they're guns up. out, yeah, we got we got tech fans. We got guns up or hotty toddy. Who's gonna win it? Yeah, we got. I, I, listen, I'm on. I, as I told my man here, if we can, if we can take um, uh, uh, some some predictions here, I'm on. I, I'm gonna go with. Uh, with uh with, with with Ole Miss, I think the run game is going to be is going to be the difference uh, in the game, and uh, and uh, they they've been solid all year, and um, and and I've watched uh, I've watched Tech, man. I I think they may struggle against this run team uh, here, and and okay. and they, and they've had some time, and you know uh you know we'll see some wrinkles from uh from Ole Miss uh, for them. So I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, the Rebs. Okay, that's that's a good pick. I think it's gonna be a good game. I got. I'm from Texas. Texas made, born and bred. I gotta go with a team from Texas. I gotta go with Texas Tech. Guns up. I feel like they, I feel like Texas Tech's gonna. I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, one of the guys in the crowd, one of the, one of the uh, Ole Miss fans, are saying it's gonna come down to less possession. I agree with that. I think it's gonna come down to last possession. I think Texas Tech is gonna have the ball last, and then come out with it. I think it's gonna be a good game, like a. 38, 34. Oh, high scoring. High scoring game. I I can see that. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Looking forward to see it, man. Yeah, it'll be a good game, man. And and, uh, the Texas Bowl, they they do a great job. Uh, David Fletcher, shout out to him. They always do a really, really good job. Excellent job. Uh, Every year. uh, And um, 
and, and it'll be a great, it'll be a great, uh, great game. The atmosphere is great already, as uh, as you can hear it in the background. We've got fans from both sides mm-hmm. out it's here. It's split down the middle. It, it, it is over sixty thousand people going to be here tonight. It's going to be a, yeah, a least, great crowd. Yeah. I'm looking forward, man. Looking I'm really, uh, I'm really ticked off that I didn't go with my gut, and um, and uh, <laughs> and now I'm out a hundred dollars and a. What was your gut? What did that have to do? With I told, I, I told you, I I I planned this. I didn't feel good about the matchup at all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're afraid it, of Arkansas. And uh, the I old just didn't, no, no, no. See, you can call it afraid. I'm just you were realistic with my team. I, I had to, like I had to goad you into. And uh, it's I not had, over yet. I it's, had to convince you to. It's not over to, yet. To believe in your own alma mater. That's unfortunate that you were so reluctant to believe in the Jayhawks, but yeah, it's it, proven correct because you're not, down 24-7 yeah, right it's now. It's 24-7, yeah. and they're uh, knocking on the door again. As I told you, I really didn't I really didn't think they'd be able to stop the run, and uh, Arkansas just had a second and 12 and just ripped off 27 yards on a, on a run. On a run. Might have been 30. Yeah, mm. right up the gut. Up uh, the gut. Yep, and uh, now Kansas has, uh, has been good with, with taking care of the ball. They've turned this thing over three times in about in about seven minutes, so uh, I I just uh, it's a it's a rough go of it. It's a rough go. Of it. It's all right though. It's all right though. Um, is, this, is, this, is this going to be um, a precursor for what's going to happen tonight? SEC versus Big Twelve. Might be. Did I pick the wrong side? Did I, I go with the wrong conference? I think you may have. Really not happy. I can never this. go against my state though. I'm sorry. Really I, I got to ride with the great state sure of Texas, baby. That's just nah. It's all right. Hard um, for me to do. All right. Uh, listen. This is uh, this this week here. Uh, it's been it's been a lot a lot of talk here about JJ Watt. JJ Watt retired yesterday. Uh, I think for me, he is the the best player to ever come through this organization. Uh, Andre Johnson there too. I think I think nothing is is, is always clear and cut. You know, and, and clear and cut here. But I think there is going to be no doubt or no question if JJ Watt is a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, w- what he's done. Three-time, uh, three-time defensive player of the year. There's only a couple people who have achieved that. Should have been an MVP. Yeah, seven the- times he's been on the All-Pro team, first or second team. He is, uh, he is one of the greatest. But I think one thing that is very, very disappointing uh, for Texans fans, and to be honest, very disappointing for us that we don't get to cover that is that he is not finishing his last two games here in a t- in a Houston Texans uniform. That is disappointing. And I'm going to say this, man, and I, I'm going to throw this out, and I'm going to see if you agree or disagree. Because I said this on, on the tease. What do you think is the number one uh, reason, uh, the number one reason or, or person or whatever of why J.J. Watt's not retiring? I think for me, whoever it was that said, all right, we're going to make the move after – competing and getting as far as this organization has ever gotten. I know they've played in the divisional round a couple of times, but after being up 24 to nothing in Kansas City against the eventual champs, that was – like, you know, you know you have games where you have moments. Like, I'm not so certain – I wasn't here, and you can help me more with that, and, and Tyler 2.0 as well, but I, I wasn't here. <laughs> I don't know – if Texans fans, and I know they beat the Chiefs earlier in that year. They did. I don't know if Texans fans. Ran the ball fans, right down their throat. I don't know if Texans fans, when they played that game, actually really believed, man, they can win it. They'll win this game. Like, they can win this game. Going into the game. Going into the game. Like, uh, uh, you were rooting for your team. But I, I wonder, because, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a thing of, oh, they're playing in a game, but I don't ever actually think they're going to win the game. Like, against Dallas. 
the, the, the Texans were playing the Cowboys and the Chiefs, both games. The Texans, when they played the Chiefs and the Cowboys, they were tight games all the way. Hell, they led a lot of the games. I never really got to a point and thought, boy, they're going to win this game. Except for when Tremont Smith got that pick and they're inside the 10 against the Cowboys. That was the first point where I said, oh, my God, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. I'd never even felt it when they played the Chiefs. Never felt it. I wonder how many people thought that going in. But 24 to nothing, Texans fans had to be into a point of, oh, my God. The AFC they're, Championship was going to be here. Go, yeah, it the was going to be like, here the next week. You had, had to be the thing of, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna win this game. Like, like, you had to be thinking that at 24 to nothing. And to me, whoever made the decision following that, which became a collapse that we all know about that we don't need to get into. But following that, whoever made the decision to make the trade of DeAndre Hopkins, I think that point there was a point in which J.J. Watt, even with the belief of Deshaun Watson in the quarterback, which he made very clear, I think that was a point where J.J. was like, okay, this team's not going to win. This team's not going to win a Super Bowl. And that's what he was hunting. Now, he didn't make the, the right choice of where he went. But I think at that point, when, when DeAndre Hopkins was traded, and they didn't do what you were saying at the time, add to their team to try to, to add more to go after Kansas City, I think at that point, that is maybe the biggest. Whoever was the decision of that, Bill O'Brien, Jack, that was the point in which I don't. I thought that I think JJ thought, well, I can't win a Super Bowl here, and that's why he moved on. Yeah, Bill O'Brien had the title. He was the GM at the time when that when that move was made. <clears throat> he was the one, along with Jack Easterby and whoever else was within the organization, that thought to themselves, it was better to get rid of a player the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins, bring in a guy that wasn't going to help you in David Johnson, and then pay some salary along with that and get a second-round draft pick that turned out to be Ross Blacklock. Yep. Am I correct on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was the worst trade in the history of the franchise. And after the game was over, I remember the came on air talking about it, after the game where the Texans lost that collapse against Kansas City, I said the, the people of Houston would never forgive Bill O'Brien for that game and how it went down. I said they'll never forgive him for that. And then he backdoored that and traded away the best player on the roster. There's nobody else that I can point the finger to that says the reason why J.J. Wilde. That that, those, those set of events that took place for you to be 20, up 24 to nothing collapse then backdoor that in the following offseason and trade away your best guy and they were coming up with these weird narratives of oh you know he wasn't that he wasn't that fast or he wasn't that good in big moments he had over 100 yards in that playoff game he was in that game too he's part of the reason why they 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 allowed him to come back because the offense couldn't score didn't they score 51 points what was the final score it was 51 to like 30-something. They scored 30-something points. Who scored? About it, no, I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't they score oh, 51 yeah, points? Oh, uh, yeah, they scored 50. They I 51 points. Yeah. So, listen, that collapse, when you backdoor that with the fact that you, you trade away DeAndre Hopkins and then you try to explain it away of levels and levels of players and waves of waves or whatever that thing they did, I think J.J. Watt looked at it and said, man, we don't know what the hell we're doing. 
the re- the response to we don't know what we're doing the response to uh, the collapse was it like if we look at what Buffalo did Buffalo had their own kind of collapse there's no way they should have lost to Kansas City last year with 13 seconds left that there's no way their response to it was let's go get Von Miller we need another pass rusher. <laughs> we, we gotta get somebody <laughs> to go their, after Pat Mahomes that was their response was let's go get Von Miller Instead right. of trading away the guy that got you 100 yards yeah. against against Kansas City. Let's add let's, to it. Let's add to it. Let's, let's, add let's, to let's it. bring in Brandon Cooks so that there's another receiving option so that we can go and their point thought, for point with Kansas City. And their they thought didn't do that. Was, was, was going an opposite way. And I think if they uh, – I think a move you push for, if they add Brandon Cooks and add him to the to the team, I think that that they, that creates a thought in the locker room of – you know, if they continued the let's go after it like they did with Laramie Tunsil and and adding like that, they continued that. I think J.J. thinks he can win it here. The team doesn't fall off, so there's no reason for him to think otherwise. The only reason that J.J. Watt leaves is because he knows the direction that the franchise is going in and it's based off of those terrible decisions that the franchise is making. Like there was – J.J. Watt is H-Town. Like this is his, this is his place. Like, there was no reason for him to leave until he realizes, all right, they're going on a completely different direction that I don't agree with, and I want to have opportunity to compete and win. Now, it didn't work out for him. To me, that makes it even worse. Yeah. To me, that makes it even worse that you forced, it, forced his hand to where he had to leave and go out here and go to Arizona, and then it didn't work out there either. Now, he's, he's ended his career, had an excellent career, but it should have been here. He should have never had to leave. They should have never gave him any reason to want to leave. It's, 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 to me, it's almost the same level as, like, what Jerry Krause did to Michael Jordan in Chicago. You know what, you know what Michael? We built this thing. You, you know, you're Michael Jordan. We built this thing. We can do it without you. We can do it with these other guys. And so it forced his hand. We're, we're going to get rid of Phil Jackson. And you know what? You can go do whatever. We'll still be able to build championships. See what's happened to the, to the, to the Bulls since then? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes people get a little little big for their britches and get too full of themselves and understand there are certain reasons why you are what you are. And if you alienate your best guys and trade away your best guys, you're not going to be, have success. And that's why J.J. Watt ended up having to pivot and go into a different direction. It's unfortunate. And hopefully he'll come back. And he's he's going to be back in this community. That's just the type of guy he is. But yeah. it should have never came to that point. Yeah, he should, we, should, we should be preparing for him in his last two games uh great great time out here as uh, the game is get going and, and we're seeing folks walking in right now uh and uh and uh, it looks like one of the teams are walking in was that texas tech there you go texas tech my okay. man right here is fired up he's gonna have him a hell of a night tonight uh as he should uh great time out here way great job as always r.i.p mike leach yeah you know leach, there's yeah. gonna be i said there's gonna be a lot of uh yeah. pirate flags or something yeah, that yeah. people Gonna represent him for this game. Yep. Shout out to Mike Leach, man. This time with Texas hell of a Tech, coach, yeah, man. Hell of a, hell of a coach. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jake, great job back at the spot. Uh, Aaron, great job here. Everyone who has been working hard here, uh, we appreciate you here. We'll be back tomorrow. I am Ron, the show Hughley, as always. Houston, we love you, baby. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.